What's up, NBA fans? We're towards the end of January now, so all that means is we're closer to the All-Star game. But more importantly, we're closer to the trade deadline. And if you know anything about the NBA, is that GMs are procrastinators, and the big trades don't happen until we get closer to that deadline. So it's right now, it's that season to go over the latest rumors, uh, potential, dream, potential dream trades that we'd like to see teams do. Um, we'll go over some couple trades that might happen. Carmelo Anthony is gone. The grid and grind era is coming to an end. And do you remember when Tristan Thompson said that the East still has to go through them? Well, we'll discuss all this and more. But first, Sean, it looks like you have a trivia question for me this week. You want to go ahead and introduce the question? Yeah, sure thing, Alan. So as you might have seen earlier, and probably you didn't enjoy watching this game very much, but Clay Thompson put up quite the game against the Lakers earlier this week, hitting his first 10 three-pointers in that destruction of the Lakers, um, joined 10 for 11 on the game. But my question for you is, who was the last player to make their first 10 threes in a game? And who was the most recent player to make 10 in a row in a game? Not necessarily the first 10. Okay, so by first 10, you mean this person made 10 without missing yep. one, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Hmm. Can I can I get a hint? Is this within this the decade? This is within the decade. This is bef- this is since 2010. I'll give you that. Oh. So yeah, it's within right. this, this decade. I'm gonna go with Steph Curry for the first answer. Right. Who was the most recent player to make ten in a row? So this is they missed a couple okay. that made ten in a row, right? Uh, so there's both. And of then them. I'm gonna yeah. go with. So this person isn't. The answer to both right, questions, yeah. So right? there was a player that's made their first ten that was a little while before the person that's made ten threes in a row, or to make ten threes in a game last. Okay, got yeah. it. So I'm gonna go with Steph Curry first answer, James Harden second answer, and lock that wow. in. This is gonna blow your mind. Are you ready for okay. this? <laughs> so you could not have been more wrong. Oh, so, <laughs> of course. It's, there's always a twist with these. There's always a so twist. So, the most recent player to make his first 10 threes in a game happened in April 9th, 2011, by a man you might remember. His name was Ty Lawson. Ty Lawson. Wow. Are you yep. serious? That. It's been yeah, that 2011. long? I mean, first 10 in a game. Like, that's ridiculous. So, it's been a while. But, yep, Ty Lawson. Was the most recent Whoa. since Clay Thompson the other day. That must have been um, Sacramento Kings tied loss. Gosh, I don't even remember. I only looked up the stat. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so so there's okay, that one. And so the, the most one? recent player to make 10 threes within a game, it was not James Harden. It was Chandler Parsons <laughs> in 2014. <laughs> Chandler Parsons. Mm-hmm. And that was, the, that was yeah. it. That's what convinced the Memphis Grizzlies to give away $25 million a year to him. Right. There you go. Wow. Two names you would never Wait. have expected. Ty Lawson and Chandler yep. Parsons. Gosh. That kind of shows you how sometimes those ESPN um, stat lines or like those out-of-context stat lines that we construct for ourselves to like describe certain achievements can kind of be like uh, almost – valueless maybe that's not the right word I mean with very little yeah, yeah just random with very little right. value but yeah when I saw that I was like stunned I was like how is that possible like these two guys really <laughs> I mean that, there was one time Ty Lawson made some noise in the league and Chandler Parsons I'm sure the the Rockets of today would like 2014 Chandler Parsons on their <laughs> oh, yeah, squad right oh, now definitely yeah that was man yeah. I, I thought he was going to be a really good player back then we all did he fooled us I, all yeah i thought he would be yeah top maybe a top 25 player in the league right there like a basically what chris middleton is to the bucks i thought he could at least be right. that but i mean yeah talking about guys that houston wish were better versions of themselves uh carmelo <laughs> yeah. anthony traded to the chicago bulls along with some cash uh, gets the michael carter williams treatment uh <laughs> just getting shipped off to chicago uh, to then just be released as a free agent shortly thereafter. Man, Chicago is just collecting cash bags from yeah. NBA teams. Specifically Houston, man. They're just they're just giving them the bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like I'd like I'd like to imagine that these when these trades happen, like they literally 
put a bag full of cash, throw it on a, U- a UPS <laughs> box, send it off, and Chicago opens that bag up and throws the bag and yep, just, just on the throw, desk throw and, on the desk of Jim Bolin. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is like a I like I wonder what this cash even gets used for. Like, does it actually go directly into the team? Like, I, I'm sure Chicago isn't hurting for revenue since there is a revenue sharing system. Chicago's a pretty big um, market and well-known brand for the NBA. So does this cash just simply go to like pay for another yacht or like another family vacation? <laughs> I don't really know. That's a great question. Yeah, it probably just does go into some fund that's like just like the business fund. I don't know. Just like some more cash to sit on if you ever need it, if they'd ever dip into the luxury tax. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's nice to have some extra cash lying around and it's not like they lose anything from this deal. I, don't, I think it's the same thing as the Michael Carter Williams deal. They don't really give up anything. No assets in return. Yeah, I, I've never really seen a team use another team like so much <laughs> as just like a funnel to like get rid of all the crap that you don't want. I got to imagine that there is probably some something else given under the table for this. Trade. <laughs> Why? I don't know. <laughs> just because you think it's just weird just, that they can do this. <laughs> yeah, it just seems odd. Like, hey, man, here's seven million dollars. Like, it's kind of pennies compared to the revenue these yeah. teams generate. And you can't use like you can't use that money to push your cap space any <laughs> right. further. Can't use that money to get yourself a nice player because you're still playing within NBA uh-huh. rules. Like it's yeah, just, just kind of cash for the business. Just, yeah. yeah, yeah. But the funnier part from all of this is how the Rockets kind of just like went over their heads or fell through the cracks. This information here, but they forgot that the league office was closed on Monday Aww. from MLK Holiday. <laughs> So there was nobody in New York to officially process this trade for them. Therefore, they didn't have an open roster spot Monday when Kenneth Fareed uh, cleared uh, waivers. So they had to waive one of their own guys. And the guy who got the ask asks was James Null- Nunley, who um, was on a 10-day contract with the Houston Rockets. And they had to waive him in order to clear that spot mm. and pick up <laughs> Kenneth Fareed. So he ends his NBA career with an 0 for 5 Three-point stat line that he had against the Los Angeles <laughs> Lakers that Saturday oh, night. that's so brutal. Maybe th- to the they'll def- sign him again uh, because, I'll- I mean, they have the roster spot again, right? Well, you actually can't uh, re-sign a player that way. Well, You can't? That's it. I don't think so. There is a trade that – there is a rule that stops you from – well, they didn't trade him, actually. Yeah, so you can't trade and, and that player get waived and then you re-sign him. Huh. I thought that rule went well, into effect. Hmm. Actually, this is a this is a tricky, yeah. I didn't yeah. I didn't really sure see like yeah. What are the after effects? Here. Like, is this man just like unable to get an NBA contract for the rest of the season now? Oh, he can still be picked up by an okay. NBA team. All right. Well, so yeah, it's not so, all's not lost. Hope is not lost for James Nunley. Mm-hmm. Though he had carved out himself a little some sp- some minutes and opportunity here with this Rockets team just because of their unique situation of lack of depth and. Uh, missing Chris Paul and Eric Gordon those couple games. <laughs> so maybe somebody, maybe the Memphis Grizzlies, they go full on tech mode and pick him yeah. up. I mean, yeah, Kenneth Fareed, though, they get Kenneth Fareed by uh, completing this deal. And he's played pretty well for them so far, um, playing some sparing minutes um, off the bench in his first game. And then he actually started, I think, in the game tonight, uh, Wednesday night. And he got he got some solid yeah. stats. Yeah, I mean they need they need him. They just they just need size. Period. Yeah. Um, un- unfortunately for them though, there is a guy with some size available on the market. Marcus Saul, if you remember his name, Mike Conley of the Grid and Grind era, the Grindhouse, <laughs> it, the partners to the Grind Father, <laughs> and all these other hyperboles. Is that era is coming to an end? And Marcus Saul and Mike Conley are official. Are well, not officially, but rumored to be on the trade block and the Memphis Grizzlies are open to hearing trades. And the peak of this squad was uh, when they basically were the, when they basically made it all the way to the Western conference finals only to be swept by the San Antonio Spurs. And for a couple of years were a consistent face in the playoffs. So first, what do you think Sean about what could potentially be the end of this era for uh, Memphis? I mean, it's pretty brutal. It honestly is, but like it, it's interesting though, because no one really expected Memphis to even be as good as they were for a lot of the season. So they had to see it out. But now they, they've lost mm-hmm. so many games in a row. They're they're in the second to last seed in the West. And, I mean, trying to get up into the playoffs against 
how competitive the rest of the West is right now is just unlikely. And so you're looking at these two guys who are on the older side, locked into some pretty good deals um, that'll pay them a lot of money and prevent Memphis. And we talked about this in previous podcasts, how between them, Chandler Parsons, they just have no cap space to work with. Um, So Mm -hmm. it's just, it's a really bleak situation for them. They have one of the worst situations as far as cap space in the league right now. And so yeah. uh, it's it's too bad. But yeah, my, Marcus Saul is 34 years old now. He's too old. Mike Conley can definitely still compete in this league. Uh, Marcus Saul uh, is just getting phased out a little bit. I mean, this is probably going to be his last yeah. year where he's truly producing um, at the level that he's used to, that we're used to seeing him do so, uh, which is a shame. But yeah. it was a good run while it lasted. They, they fought hard this year, but they just did not have the personnel to keep it going. Yeah, they had a lot of forces working against them. The Chandler Parsons contract. I mean, the lack of other younger assets on their team and the fact that they're just a small market, uh, I think that just kind of really grinds against them. But this is a team that started as the number four defense in the league through the first 27 games and just took a nosedive and are now number 18 defensive team over the last 20 games and they're healthy. So, I mean, outside of Dylan Brooks, so this is the ceiling and it looks like there's no way out other than just completely rehauling and rebuilding this team because they have this against them as well as they lose their pick to Boston. If they get to, if their draft choice falls outside of the top eight. So basically (laughs) they need to finish as the fifth worst team in the league to have a near 100% probability of keeping that pick. Um, and right now they're the sixth worst team with the with their two uh, best players leading the way. So if you really want to get down there, I think <laughs> it seems to losing. me like you got to keep oh. losing. And the only way to do that is, I guess, you got to give them away. Although I do, I was thinking about this earlier, though. Could they still possibly be the fifth worst team, though, even if they keep Mike Conley and Marcus All? It's possible, but less likely. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know that stat about you, Boston though. How do they how does Boston have their fingers in like everyone's lottery picks? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. I don't know. Yeah, I mean we I was hearing about this over the summer and and I was like, wow, like if I mean this is crazy. Like if I'm Memphis, I think I would try to make a move. Like I think they should have I think it's almost it sucks because I think it almost comes a little too late. Like I think they should have made this these moves last year. Um, I think they would have gotten a little bit more value. Um, At least for Gasol. But, but hey, I mean, Conley was hurt right. all of last year. So you're talking about trying to like have a guy get trade value when he has a season-ending injury. That's not looking good. But now that he's shown that he's still a great player in this league, like he has all the trade value in the world. So you're probably going to get a lot for yeah. Conley right now and maybe still get some good for Gasol because he's still playing well. So for a contender, yeah. like a potential contender to want him, I can see that definitely happening. Yeah, the X factor with Gasol is he's technically on an expiring contract, but that second year still left on there is uh, is a player oh, option. Yeah. He'll want that. Um, <laughs> so he and he's probably going to take that. It's a, I think it's a 25, 25, yeah, twenty five million dollar player option, and Conley's being paid thirty million over the next two years. So Conley's still being paid quite a bit but if you're a contender I think that might be a pretty good looking contract since you'll get to keep him with your core for a, for a while there if you if you want him to be part of that um so here is who I think are potential candidates and Sean if you have some more let me yeah, know yeah. and tell me what you think of this list mm-hmm. so I have I have Charlotte the Kings Clippers Magic Bucks Lakers and Utah and out of all of these I think the best trade that I could see happening and that I actually think is would be pretty good is the Magic and Bucks. Um, I could see the Bucks making a trade for uh, Marcus Saul, including Eric Bledsoe, Thon Maker, and a combination of George Hill or Illis Noba and pros- p- potentially actually this trade will probably only happen if there's a first rounder included there. And my calling to the Orlando Magic for Jonathan Isaac or Bamba, and it's going to have to include Mozgov and Jonathan Simmons and a pick. Hmm. Those are my two favorite ones, I think, at this moment. Those are interesting ones. Do you really think the Bucks would need to make another move, like already being like atop the East? You feel like they, they have a need to like get to another level to try to beat the Warriors? I think, yes, I definitely think so. Uh, the Warriors are just good. Yeah, they're, they're way they too are. good. 
one one other team that I will throw in here that you don't have right now is the Suns. The, yeah, the, the Suns have Suns been looking for a point one. guard for the last like two years, and so I feel like my, if they're able to land calmly, like they're all of a sudden looking like they could contend very soon. Um, between Conley, yeah. Booker, give Aiton another year. Maybe they get Zion Williamson in the draft. Like, that team starts contending immediately. That would so, be interesting. I mean, yeah, and, and you'd have to probably uh, give up. I mean, you you obviously want to stick to keeping your pick if you're the Suns. But, I mean, you have a lot of other young guys there. You have Josh Jackson, uh, Kelly Oubre, um, some other pieces there. I don't, I don't think anyone wants yeah. Dragon Bender, but... Uh, <laughs> you could throw I mean, there's him in a few there. Guys. I mean, TJ would... Warren even. I would throw TJ Warren in there. Yeah, in order to even match that salary of Conley, you would have to include, I think, TJ Warren and yeah. Ryan right, Anderson. Yeah, Ryan Anderson would definitely have to be a part of it, which, I mean, nobody wants that contract. But, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's probably better than, than Conley's if you're looking at just, like, trying to get rid of cap space. Right. It's a shorter contract. So for, for in Memphis case, it's not too bad. So it, I think the X factor there would be, um, it's like just that pick, like how would the Suns be willing to let go of a first round? Maybe not next year's first rounder, but maybe a 2021 first rounder or, or beyond right. that. Yeah. I definitely agree with you on this magic. I, I, I do. The magic are also another team in need of a point guard. Uh, I feel like what, who have they been rolling with DJ Augustine? At point guard, yeah, they've had yeah and that, that is not working out very well for them. They're barely clinging to trying to compete for that eighth seed in the East. Um, and yeah, you guys got guys like Jonathan Isaac. I didn't even remember that they had Mozgov. <laughs> and then, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's a fat contract that you can just throw in there to make the numbers match. That's great. Um, yeah. And yeah, I mean, you'd sac- you probably would have to sacrifice your pick if you're the Magic, but you haven't really had good luck with your draft picks in the last few years anyway, so you'd probably just mess it up if you did have it. <laughs> so you might as well just give it to Memphis. <laughs> I love how that's an argument, and that came to my mind too, and that's an argument for the for the Magic to just trade their picks for older <laughs> right. players because they just cannot... They have bad player development. Yeah, like they can't figure it it's, out. It's like Vic, Victor Odolipo, Tobias Harris oh, have all left that franchise to become better players yeah. elsewhere. And, and it's not even that the Magic weren't patient enough. It's... You look at what they were doing to those players. I mean, Odalipa was playing small four some <laughs> nights. Some nights he was the two yeah. guard. Other nights he was the point guard. Tobias Harris, times he was the power forward. He was, they wanted him to be a brute guy down low. Other times they wanted him to handle yeah. the ball. Like, right, I'm just waiting for Alfred Payton to just break out one of these years. because oh, that, <laughs> that would just be the go. icing That's, on the cake. For, if, if, he, if that man breaks out, then the Magic are just the worst at player development. <laughs> Well, the, we'll say this though: it's if there is something that takes him over the hump to really make this trade, it's it's the emergence of Vucevic. I mean, if this guy is totally legit and you believe in this guy, and mm-hmm. you have Aaron Gordon, who's also played a lot better than most years, actually his best this is his best year. Um, I think that's I feel like that's enough to make you want to at least try to make this trade right. work and get a guy, a veteran guy like Conley, mm-hmm. who can. Ho- because if you get him on the Magic oh, in the man. Eastern Conference, yeah, he'll they're for sure a playoff yeah, team. Oh, definitely. I mean, you look at like a lot, like I think the seventh and eighth seed in the East right now are below five hundred. So all you have to do is be playing stellar basketball in the second half, and yeah, Mike Conley will get you there. Um, you have a few more on here it's, that are interesting though. Um, the Clippers. Yeah, I, I don't feel like the Clippers would be willing to get Gasol. So I was just so I started just thinking of teams who um, are lacking centers and are lacking point guards, mm-hmm. and the Clippers came to my mind just because of the lack of centers and the and they're another one of those teams kind of uh, like the Magic who are on the verge of being a good team, but they just need like a little bit more. And if and it, and are they willing to do it? And the Clippers seems like not as much as the Magic, but I could see them uh, at least being curious about about what it would take. Uh, but for me, in my eyes, I think it would probably take uh, Gortat and Avery Bradley, and they'd probably have to throw in Shield Gilgis Alexander in there and probably a pick. Yeah, I, I don't, don't think Memphis does it yeah, without he, they that will, young guy. The Clippers love Shea too much. Like He's a six foot six point guard that's been playing really well in his rookie year. They won't get rid of him for anybody. And if we already have a center, it's Bobin, <laughs> but we just refuse to play him because we're trying to tank or something. I don't even know. But if you add Gasol, um, here's the thing, though. I don't really think it breaks 
uh, the Clippers into the top three conversation. No, it doesn't. Maybe it gets them back to it, the It would put us in the playoffs. Like, it would solidify us as a playoff team. But, yeah, beyond that, not very much. And that's not really what they're trying to do. They're trying to win a championship. So they're going to try to save those two max spots that they have next year to try to get some big names. Yeah. Some other far-out ones that I put is the Kings. Yeah. Uh, the Kings maybe need some veteranship Do you think they want and- Conley or Gasol more? Because I feel like they have a big men covered pretty well. They have so many of them, and they already have De'Aaron Fox at <laughs> point guard. That's the thing is I don't think they would make a move for Conley, but I do think they would trade their bundle of big men for <laughs> Gasol. Like maybe Collie, you throw in Collie Stein, Zach Randolph. Um, this is one of their young guys, either um, Henry Giles or um, or Justin yeah. Jackson, one of Marvin those young Bagley? guys. And, you think they'd be willing to throw Marvin him in Bagley. there now? No, I don't. I would not make that trade for with Marvin Bagley. I would make it like I said with Collie Stein. Um, definitely, you got to put Zach Randolph in there just well, yeah. to make the numbers work. <laughs> Expiring contract <laughs> helps, but yeah, true. And and it's gonna have to take one of your second tier young guys like uh, Harry, yeah, Harry Giles or um, Justin Jackson. Those are the two guys that come to mind. Yeah, I don't know if but they would let go of Bogdanovic for yeah, probably Gasol. not. But yeah, that's that's a question though. If they have Gasol. And they give up some of those young guys. Are they a playoff team? I think they're, so. They're on the Darren outside Fox, looking Buddy in right Hill. now. I think if LeBron doesn't come back anytime sooner, they will put they will jump the Lakers mm. with Marcus Gasol on their wow. team. Even if, I, think, I mean that's barring LeBron not coming back soon, which I mean, he's supposed to. Yeah. Yeah, he should be soon, hopefully. Um, but I think you get Marcus Gasol on your team today. I think the Kings get themselves into the eighth Man, seed. That would be crazy. Sacramento Kings making the eighth seed. I mean, I I see. I mean, if you, I see, like, go for it, man. Let's see what <laughs> happens. But I still think it's not very likely, though. Um, another one is the Charlotte Hornets trade K- uh, Cody Zeller, Michael Kidd, Gilchrist, and a first rounder potentially for uh, Marcus Saul. That's an interesting that would make one. Them a playoff team for uh, sure. Yeah, it makes them a playoff team for sure. But I'm not so sure that's a. The best trade Memphis could find. Yeah, so of all of these, which do you think is the most likely? I still, I think the Milwaukee Bucks and Orlando Magic are mm. the two most likely. Yeah, I, I I like the Magic one a lot, actually. Throwing in Jonathan Isaac with Mozgov, Simmons, and a pick. First round yeah, pick, I yeah. I just think, I think teams are more likely to to give up younger assets for Conley. I think Gasol is going to be the tricky one. Yeah. Um, and I think at the end of the day, we might see something just completely out of right field uh, end up going down for Gasol. Yeah. If a deal even goes down I, at all. I mean, we got two weeks. Two weeks until the trade deadline on February 7th. So, I mean, we saw two years ago, we saw DeMarcus Cousins traded on the deadline, and that was epic. Uh, so, we'll That's hope true. for something else like that for this Memphis team, but... But I still just want to mention two other far oh, okay. out there. You got, so you got so some I more, just, man. I just, yeah, I just, <laughs> I just started homework. having some. <laughs> I just started having some more fun with the trade machine. So the more I started thinking about it, the more I was like, "Oh, maybe it would be fun." So the Lakers, Lakers. maybe it could happen. Yeah, I saw you that trade, ESPN first take video. <laughs> yeah, I listened to it, and I, I honestly didn't get really halfway yeah. through it. I just cannot stand oh, yeah. those guys. But it's anyways, cra- it's crazy how much they support the Lakers on ESPN now. Uh, anyways, this was not inspired by their discussion, <laughs> but nonetheless, I throw. I decided to throw it up. So the most likely scenario would be they trade Ingram, uh, Fergusall, and sh- straight up maybe they include. They probably uh, have to include like sal- KCP for salary. Yeah, K- yeah, you got to include probably KCP, and Lance Stevenson. Lance um, Stevenson, no, not Lance. <laughs> <laughs> some combination, probably Tyson. Ch- well, Tyson Chandler. Ingram maybe. for Gasol seems so shady. If you're the Lakers, like, do you give up yeah. a potential All Star up up and coming for an old guy that you traded for Pau Gasol like decade ago? <laughs> but this is what would be funny though: is you trade for Marcus Saul, you're pretty good, and then say Brandon Ingram does become a star. Well, then you just sign him back <laughs> yeah. later on because you're the, the Los Angeles continues. Lakers. Yeah, but uh, I mean, I don't think that'll happen for a while. There, when Brandon Ingram can't make his damn free throws, <laughs> this is the trade that I'm thinking about. <laughs> but uh, I, this is like very wishful thinking. Like it would be great if they win with this trade like they get they gave away KCP uh Zubak 
Um, and maybe Lance Stevenson to make the numbers work a little yeah. bit better and a first rounder and you get Marcus Saul. Man, I think that's a pretty that's a pretty good right. short term. It just deal. pains me that that's like what we're looking at compared to they probably could have gotten Brooke Lopez back for like eight million. Who that's also true. is a, a, yeah, th- a three point shooting big man who played really well for them yeah. last year, and now you'd be looking to trade for a similar type of player. He's 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 better. He's better than Brooke Lopez, but like you could have Brooke Lopez on the cheap. Yeah, Brooke Lopez would be a nice pickup right now. If you had JaVale McGee and Brooke Lopez, you'd have a such a versatile two mm-hmm. big man rotation yeah, right man. there. Uh, I can't believe it. we're midway into this. We're past the midway point of this season. Still, we're still talking, talking about, about Brooke Lopez. <laughs> <laughs> Bad. But Utah, here's another far oh, out one. This is the okay. last one. Uh for Monte for uh Mike Conley, uh, you trade Ricky Rubio, Dante Exum, uh maybe Derek Favors and bring Mike Conley to this Utah team and add some veteran leadership to this squad to maybe get you over that hump um, and really make some noise. I think this puts, this would probably, maybe I'm thinking too much for Mike Conley, <laughs> but I think this would, this would bring him to the Western conference final. I mean, it's, it's possible, but I just don't see this deal happening. You're what you're getting yeah. in return are three guys on deals that you don't want. Like Derek favors multi-year uh, in the teens per year type of deal. Dante Exum, 11 million a year for three years. Like, those are not good for you if you're Memphis. You're looking for expiring contracts. You're looking for really young talent. Exum's kind of that, but hasn't really proven much. Derek Favors is plateaued. Like, his whole career is yeah. a plateau. So, and Ricky Rubio, yeah. he's already in the, in the, he's already had the peak of his career, I'll say. Yeah, the heart of this trade here is basically Dante Exum and the pick, um, which mm-hmm. will be like a late first rounder, obviously, right. but still nonetheless. A pick. Um, it depends how much you're a believer of Dante Exum. And, I mean, Ricky Rubio and Derek Ferris will at least help you put a decent product out on the floor. Right. And, I mean, it's it's very unlikely for sure. That's why I still, yeah. like, the Magic still looking the best. It's like you trade him out, out of the conference, so you not, don't have to compete against him very much in the future years. Um, And then you're good right. to go. I mean, Gasol, I could see them trading him to anybody, really. Uh, because, I mean, they won't have to worry about really competing against him specifically. Mike Conley is more of that franchise player at this point. So, I mean, I, yeah. I could see I could see him either going to Charlotte, like you said before, um, or, or the Sacramento Kings, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's see how it plays out. These, uh, these big-name trades always sound so exciting. Um, but... Let's move on here to the dunk contest because we are getting closer to All-Star Weekend. So we start talking about these things. Miles Bridges, John Collins, and Derek Jones Jr. Uh, confirmed participants in the dunk contest. Uh, unfortunately, though, Dominic Mitchell will not defend his title. Also, there was a tw- an interesting tweet out by uh, Luka Doncic what? might be in the dunk contest. Did no I re- did way. Did I read that correctly? Did you? I, I didn't see that personally. That would... I don't... Is he... He can, do, he can dunk? Like he's he's a flashy I mean, dunker. I mean, maybe he's not a flashy well, dunker. That's what he but, uh, he's got size. I think he's got size, sure, but it's all about the pizzazz, man. Luca Doncic yeah, does I not seem like it. a pizzazz guy. Yeah, I did. I I just confirmed it, so I was like, okay, maybe I just like imagine <laughs> I saw that, but no. Yep, Luca Doncic and Dirk Nowitzki will both be in the dunk contest. I imagine it's just going to be Luca and Dirk participating oh, his assistant wow. in it. But it's confirmed those two are also going to be in this dunk contest. But I'm actually really, really excited about this lineup. Yeah, uh, John Collins and Miles Bridges. Dude, those those guys. Yeah, are Yeah, I've seen. I saw. I was watching um the Clippers Heat game earlier today, and I watched Derek Jones Jr. get up a few times too. So I mean, I wouldn't mm. count him out either. Like these are three young young bloods that are gonna tear down the rim like when i saw miles bridges in college i was like oh clippers gotta draft this guy obviously didn't (laughs) but i mean i i'm pretty high on this man he's got huge athleticism yeah i just wish can we please get uh, a mid-level veteran in here just don't want to risk anything you know these middle-level veterans just like their rest i guess you know yeah can Jimmy can Butler we get come out here and try to redeem himself. Can we get Russell himself? Westbrook oh. out here? <laughs> yeah, Russell Westbrook. Let's get him out there. Let's get some mid, some more yeah. veterans out. Maybe some mid-level veterans, I'm saying. I feel like Aaron Gordon uh, should come back into the dunk contest. Hmm, interesting. Do you think he still has got the legs yeah. for Eric Gordon? Yeah, he's not old. 
Eric, no, Aaron Gordon, not Eric Gordon. Oh, Aaron Gordon. No, I was, t- no, I was like, Eric, Eric Gordon. Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. The ma- yeah, Orlando Magic, Aaron Gordon. You're talking about Uncle Drew, Aaron yeah, Gordon. that's the one. Casper himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, we they should we should start uh, a social media campaign to get him back yeah, out there. I mean, I will, yeah, he's yeah, not. Be awesome. yeah, he's not like an all star, but I mean, he's a great dunker. He's got the athleticism. Yeah, because this is slowly starting. The dunk contest has been like the last decade or so, been like uh, kind of like uh, like the freshman right. coming out party or something. Like it's only the first or second year dudes that do this dunk contest. Yeah, which is too bad because like cool, they're but... obviously not all the best dunkers in the league are just the young guys. Yeah, and I mean, to big time NBA fans like me and you, we know the names, yeah. but casual NBA fans. They don't really. Some don't know yeah, who Derek Don Collins Jones Jr. Is or, no way. Or Derek yeah. Jones Jr. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe Miles Bridges. If you. Yeah, I wonder if viewership has. You watch the I wonder if viewership for the dunk contest has fallen because like this is the route that they've decided to take. It's like I feel like yeah. I feel like it peaked when Blake Griffin jumped over that Kia. You know. Yeah. Like that was the peak of the dunk contest, and then after that, like I don't really remember very much. I'd be interested to do a survey and see how many people who watched uh, Nate Robinson's dunk contest, uh, what they thought of his NBA career. Right. Um, people who people who didn't really watch the NBA, but they happened to just watch that dunk contest. <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> that was crazy. Yeah, there's also that yeah. factor too. Yeah, get the short guys out there. Right. Uh, well, what about this? James Harden uh, named Western Conference Player of the Week with his ridiculous <laughs> week averages of 54 <laughs> points, nine rebounds. 4.7 assists and 2.3 steals while shooting 48% from the floor. Four points uh, a game. And he, and he exploded oh. for 61 today. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so I was thinking, I was like, Dan, this guy looks like he's on a roll to just build up and and touch Kobe Bryant's 81 points. Dude, like, I'm yeah, like, yeah. If, if it happens, this, I won't be this surprised. This tear of scoring he's on right now is just, uh, we haven't seen something like it since Kobe Bryant, I feel. Just like consistent, yeah, since that 2006. yeah, consistent, ridiculous scoring every night, and he doesn't, he hasn't missed a game really where like he's had a bad game, you know. It's it's just been every mm-hmm. game is the same thing. It's just like forty or more points. Yeah, what makes it? I mean, what kind of makes it really cool is he basically has to do that to give the Rockets team a chance. To <laughs> yeah, win. it's insane. It is like the 2006 Kobe team. Yeah. Man. True, where he was cra- carrying Chris Mim. <laughs> yeah, he's carrying everybody. Like who? Kwame, Kwame Brown, Brown. Who else uh, was on that uh, team? Was uh, Glenn Rice There's on a- that team? No, there was no 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 Glenn Rice. Anyways, Smush that Parker. was a bad team. Smush yeah. Parker. There you go. Older Devin yeah. George. Oh man, that's mm. right. Yeah, dude. This is this is the second coming right here, and man, if he doesn't win MVP like this, then I don't know what they vote for. Yeah, I guess we'll we'll see we'll see how it goes. And on the Eastern Conference side, uh, D'Angelo Russell won that, that Conference Player of the Week. Yeah, man, yeah. D'Angelo. I'm telling you. It, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm not really surprised. Uh, I felt like okay, he's at a crossroads. Like he's either gonna have a his career year or he's gonna regress, and then potentially we won't see another re um another progression in his career like till a couple of years because I thought that maybe that injury would beat him up a little bit and it looks like it did for the first half of the year but now he's he's been on a tear yeah dude uh, I'm just I've always been a truther for D'Angelo Russell man I, ever since they traded him I'm like this is gonna be a mistake you know like he's gonna he's gonna start balling out and the, the kid's yeah. still young he's got a bright future ahead it's gonna be exciting to watch I don't even want to I don't even want to touch that subject on the Lakers. <laughs> yeah, Man. it's going to make it cringe Anyways, for a few years to come here. Yeah. Anyways, let's go on to the big deal or forgetful. Here we go. Dirk Nowitzki reportedly going to be a re- participant in the three-point contest during the All-Star weekend. Big deal or forgetful here. That's a big deal because he is not shooting ah. good from three. Like, this <laughs> is a throwaway for a guy, for someone else who could be participating in this that is shooting well. Like, I feel like someone hmm. like like Tobias Harris, you know, that's like shooting like he's been consistently in like the top 10, top 15 and three point percent this year is going to get snubbed because Dirk Nowitzki's in it. 
And it's like it's yeah. like I, I understand the like the legacy thing and like oh we're like we're respecting how good you were. But it's like the Dwayne Wade argument we had last week where we're like he's just not good, you know? Like he doesn't deserve to be there. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't think about it that way. Ultimately, I still think it's forgetful. Yeah, it's forgetful to me. You don't me. care about the uh, snub? The one person that gets snubbed by him? Uh, not really. I mean, at the end of the day, who remembers the three-point contest winner? Oh, I don't remember who yeah, won it last I mean, it's, year. Oh, it's probably Steph. I don't remember. <laughs> but, like, yeah, I don't <laughs> yeah. know. I don't know. It'd be cool for them. It's like, it's not like it would be very taxing. They just shoot some threes and hang out. Yeah. I don't know. I I will say this, if you want to just pay homage to some of the older guys during All-Star Weekend, maybe this is, to me, this is the place you do it. Don't put him in the All-Star oh, yeah, Game. Yeah. Don't put Dwayne Wade <laughs> in the All-Star Game. Throw him in the three-point yeah, contest. Better yet, the skill. The, better yet, the celebrity oh, game. Man, what, yeah, what if we just throw all of the all of the legacy players into the three-point contest? Like, we'll put Vince Carter in there. We'll put, we'll put Jason Terry in there. I don't even know if he still counts as an NBA player. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, you could. Tyson, <laughs> Tyson Chandler. Maybe, Tyson Chandler. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Well, how about this? Uh Gorgie Dang and Devin Booker getting into <laughs> it in the third quarter after the Suns were down eighty two oh. to sixty two and a complete beatdown. Um Gorgie Dang gave him an accidental elbow <laughs> while going for a drive to the basket. Both were ejected, but this is the ultimate. Oh, yeah, this I read this. Part. I just I like read the this line. <laughs> <laughs> so when they were both ejected, obviously they walked away the opposite sides, opposite locker rooms. Um, they were yelling back and forth. And what it looked like was being yelled was like, meet me in the back, meet me in the back, <laughs> obviously referencing like the locker room continue yeah. the fight. And Devin Booker was trying to just take off one of the Phoenix Suns assistant coaches grabs him by the shorts and just the cameraman just catch this great angle of what looks to be him giving Devin Booker like the ultimate nuclear wedgie. <laughs> I can't believe I missed this. How have I not seen this yet? <laughs> I mean, this is kind of like a in in the fringes of NBA League Pass oh. type game. Like I didn't watch this oh game. The only reason gosh. I knew this occurred is just reading the reading SB Nation the next night. <laughs> oh, I have to find this video after we record this. This is too good oh, to miss. <laughs> it's great. And I think the big takeaway here is when you're upset, don't get out of control because you do stupid stuff and you kind of embarrass yourself a yeah. little bit. And Devin Booker... Man, you kind of looked a little bit ridiculous there trying. You kind of look like a cartoon character <laughs> running in the locker room while somebody's holding back your shorts. A nuclear wedgie. <laughs> and I mean, basketball shorts are super stretchy. So, like, he's like stretched out like two oh feet. Oh my God. Oh my gosh, Booker. So, this is really, this has got to be, man, he's having the saddest season of his career right now. Like, he's hit, he's hit yeah. a bottom, man. Like he's trying to play so well for this team, and there's just no hope. Yeah. Ultimately, this was, I think, a game of just pure frustration. I don't think he really wanted to do anything to Gorky. Yeah, we're not even. I mean, we haven't even gotten to the All Star break yet, and Devin Booker's lost it a few <laughs> times this year already. Yeah. So big deal of forgetful. I mean, it, it'd be forgetful if not for that nuclear wedgie. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go find that video. I'm gonna remember this. <laughs> All right. I say it's a big deal. The size of the nuclear wedgie. Yeah, yeah he that's got. how it is. <laughs> How about this one? The Lakers are no longer the worst free throw shooting team in the league thanks to their 90% free throw shooting night against the win against Oklahoma City. Uh, now that honor goes to the Miami <laughs> Heat. <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> forgetful. They're forgetful. still really bad at free throws. One game, I mean, that game against OKC, man, where they won that one in overtime, that was pretty incredible stuff. I've never seen them make that many free throws in, like, a decade. But, man, <laughs> yeah. they, they pulled it off, but there's just no way they're going to sustain that. So this is ultimately forgetful, in my opinion. I want to say it's a big deal, but I'm also going to say forgetful. Well, now they're second worst no instead of worst. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. There's no guarantee that they. I mean, they're only up by two point two percentage oh, points on the it's Miami like two, Heat. Two shots. So, <laughs> so like, all it takes is another bad free throw night, and they're back in last place. Maybe I'll mention it. Maybe I won't. But at this point, we might it's as well not. <laughs> yeah. So last one, NBA All Star Draft will finally be televised on February seventh. Yes, 7th. dude. 
Big, big deal. deal. Big Huge deal. Across deal. the board. This is what all the fans have been clamoring for. This is what we wanted so badly last year. I mean, I'm I'm going to catch this for sure. I'm yeah. planning my schedule no around it on that day. Yeah, there's no way people miss it. Like, the NBA should just milk the oh hype Oh, my out gosh. Of this. There's going to be so many commercial breaks. I don't care, though. That's the thing, too. (laughs) This could end up being sort of just like the NBA draft where it's so built up. And then when you actually watch it. Right. It's just like Like the lottery. You're talking about like the lottery balls. Yeah. Yeah. The lottery balls. so boring. (laughs) Yeah. You're just like you're so hyped. And then you watch it. You're like, oh, it literally just is balls showing the team. (laughs) Yeah, It's just a bunch of big envelopes with some team logos. Yeah. Yeah. But I, okay. I think this is going to be a little better than that because, like, there's going to be some pizzazz. It's going to actually have the players there drafting live. Like, so that you're going to yeah. have their personalities in play. It's going to be way better than just Adam Silver calling off some names. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm excited. So we'll get to check that out. That would be awesome. Um, but how about the latest injuries Ugh. here? Victor Odolipo feared to have suffered a season-ending injury. In tonight's game against the Raptors, tonight being Wednesday, um, that one, wow. oh, yeah, what on a crush a, to on Pacers. a fast break by the Raptors, uh, went up to contest a shot and just came down really hard. Um, I, I, I don't, was it a mid-air collision that jarred the knee, or was it the landing? I, I actually didn't, haven't seen the the actual play okay. yet. Um, but it looked to me like it looked like it was the landing. He landed pretty hard on the knee uh, when he came down. Yeah. This looks um, really bad. Tough, tough. Yeah, they're, they're saying that if he doesn't sit out this season, he risks his knee never being the same again. So, it, yeah, it's looking, yeah, early signs. I mean, it's just Wednesday. We haven't gotten the full MRI yet, but this is just gruesome, tragic, awful for all NBA fans everywhere. Uh, to, yeah. to, to see a star I, player go down like this is like the worst news you can get. Yeah, at this point, it's just, well, hopefully it's not too bad and we get to see him in action next year because this Indiana Pacers team is a young core that's still building on itself. So they'll be even better next yeah. year. Um, I yeah, think. they're still probably going to uh, make this, the playoffs too, even without him. Right. Yeah. As for this year, I think they make, yeah, I agree. They make the playoffs and they're probably going to be a first round exit, but I think they'll give, they'll give some team, um, uh, they'll give them some hell in the first yeah, round. Yeah. They'll, they'll fight hard. They'll be scrappy, but uh, yeah, for, for his sake, for Odalipo's sake, man, just, Sit out the season. Uh, we want you to have a nice long career. Um, yeah. yeah. How about this one? Lonzo Ball missing four to six weeks with a great three ankle sprain. Tough loss Oof. for the Lakers who are already missing Rondo and LeBron. Um, so basically Brandon Ingram's managing that yeah. point. I mean, and he's proven that he can do that. But I mean, now you, you need Rondo back as soon as possible because you don't really have a true starting point guard for the time being. Um, unless you call yeah. up Alex Caruso again. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, yeah. I think the question isn't whether Ingram could or couldn't do it. He could do it. The question is, can he win mm. games? Can you win games with him? Yeah. Especially in this gauntlet of the Western Conference final, Western Conference schedule that they're under. Right. Yeah. So, so we're looking at we're looking at Alonzo coming back early March, probably maybe late February if everything goes well. And by that time, um, you're you're already gonna have played another fifteen twenty games. Uh, it's gonna yeah, yeah. the the, play, the Lakers playoff fate will probably be decided, or they'll be on the brink of elimination. Um, if LeBron and Rondo right. don't get back soon, um, so yeah, by that, yeah, by that point we'll know they whether or not they're not <laughs> making it, or they'll be fighting for the eight to yeah, get into that. Eighth I mean, spot. I I feel like they're gonna be teetering around that eighth spot the rest of the year, no matter what. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, Lonzo coming back in at, with maybe fifteen games left in the season that that'll be tough for him. Yeah. How about Anthony Davis uh, coming down with his injury, avoiding serious injury to his hand um, and giving space for to Hill yeah. to make some big performances. But hopefully this man comes back as well. Yeah, this is I mean, they lost to the Pistons tonight, despite Jaleel Okafor having a pretty decent game. I mean, Anthony Davis, you can't replace him no matter how well his replacement plays. Uh, this mm-hmm. is just another another string of uh, brutal injuries for the Pelicans. I mean, they just can't seem to catch a break this year. They can't keep all of their starters healthy for any extended period of time. Um, hopefully, yeah. I mean, if he could be back as early as next week, I mean, that would be huge for them, but most likely he'll be playing through the pain of this fracture in his hand. Um, he saw a few hand specialists. They said it's not too serious, but we'll have to see how he monitors the pain, um, how it affects his play for the rest of the season. 
frustrating, frustrating for the Pelicans. Um, but let's go over the hot teams here. It's talking about D'Angelo Russell, the Eastern Conference Player of the Week, taking his Brooklyn Nets on a five-game winning streak, winning eight of their last ten, um, only losing to the top-tier Eastern Conference teams being the Toronto Raptors and the Boston Celtics. Um, even with Carice LeVert coming on the on on the back end there, this Brooklyn team might surprise a lot of us to close out this yeah, year. Yeah, man. I mean, De- you mentioned it, and we, I mean, I've raved about it. D'Angelo Russell, man, he's playing like an all-star. Man, he, mm-hmm. he's making his case to actually be an all-star this year with the way Brooklyn's playing. They have themselves above 500. Um, that sixth seed pretty locked up, nice and tight in the East right now. Um, with D'Angelo averaging 24 points and 7.5 assists in the month of January with 45% three-point shooting. That Whew. percentage, man. Lights out, man. And You know who needs 45% <laughs> shooters right now? Lakers. The LA <laughs> yep. Lakers. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, they don't have any three-point shooting. Look at what this man's doing right now. He's just playing the best basketball of his career. I still think the best I- is yet to come for this man. He's young. He's still got a lot of raw talent to work through, but he's playing as consistent as he ever has. Yeah, I always remember this stat the night that that draft that draft night when Russell got drafted second was the GMs voted that he was the most likely to be an all-star out of that draft wow. class. And I don't and it stood out to me because I'm like, what the hell is that even based on? And will that even be true? Dude, he is on the verge of fulfilling that. Yeah, he's about as close as you can get. And if he doesn't get it this year, I'm going to make him a for sure bet next year um, if he continues his trajectory. But, yeah, just incredible play. If they can get Curry's Levert back very soon, hopefully within the next two to three weeks, um, they're they're looking like they won't need him to come back immediately. Uh, This is a team that we wrote off once that injury happened, yeah. but you got guys like Spencer Dinwiddie just balling out of his mind too. Uh, Jared mm-hmm. Allen playing great in the post. Uh, freaking Joe Harris. Joe Harris <laughs> yeah, playing Joe well. Harris. Okay, <laughs> sure. But yeah. What about Jay and, Crowder, yeah, I mean, man? Wait, Jay Crowder. <laughs> I mean, not Jay Crowder. <laughs> who are we talking about? <laughs> never mind, never oh, mind. Maybe, um, What's this oh, guy's no, no, name? No, I know who you're trying to talk about. It's... um. It's the guy that oh, he has like the same say? hairdo as Kenneth Fareed. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Never mind. No, 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 no. We can. How? I just blanked out on his name. It's um. Oh man, I just keep thinking Montrez Harrell. <laughs> it's not Montrez Harrell. <laughs> they all, they all like literally all almost the same, have that yeah, same hairdo. They're all hairdo. power forwards. They all have the same hairdo. Demari. No, Demari Carroll. Carroll. That's it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Demari Carroll. <laughs> Former former yes. Raptor. How do how am I forgetting oh, about this man. guy? Yeah, oh. they're all the same though. Jay Crowder, <laughs> Montrez Harrell, Kenneth Fareed, and I don't even remember who is Demari Carroll. Demari Carroll. Yeah, Demari Carroll. Well, he has very similar game to Jay Crowder. He does. Yeah, so. yeah. But yeah, they're all overachieving right now. This Brooklyn Nets team is is a lock in the playoffs right now. They're above five hundred. Yeah. How about the Washington <laughs> Wizards? Four of the last five. <laughs> what is happening? Only lost to the Raptors by two. And some wins against the Bucks and the Sixers. And we talked about this. We were like, okay, it's going to take the equal amount of effort to tank or to try to make the playoffs. Like, it's going to take a hard effort. Or you just do nothing <laughs> and you just float. And you might just float into the playoffs. And that's exactly yeah, what's go- happening to this Wizards for it, man. team. They're not tanking at all. And Bradley Beal's definitely not uh, we're talking about D'Angelo Russell making the all-star game. Well, I mean, I think Bradley Beal has an even better case based off individual statistics. 29 points, five and a, 5.3 rebounds, and 6.2 assists, averaging two steals per game in the month of January. Those are some crazy good numbers. Yeah, Bradley Beal's just been of a surprise to me. And here's the big question, though, is whether or not he can actually keep this going when John Wall comes back next year. Like, that's going to be an interesting conversation. I think Ooh. this team is going to have over the summer. They they might have to trade one of them in the off season, if this is what's happening right now. Yeah, because this this is just ridiculous numbers. This this guy is able to elevate his game when he's the man, and that's what you want to see in a star player. Yeah, and all of a sudden Trevor Ariza found his shot, and look, hey, 
that's what you get when you go to the Phoenix Suns or a bad team like the Cavaliers. <laughs> or It's like your career just completely regresses. Get back on a quality team and you're back to normal. Trevor Ariza back to normal. Order Porter Jr. playing good. Thomas Bryant all of a Thomas sudden. Bryant. He says, I'm here. I'm an NBA player. Give me some money. <laughs> Another ex-Laker, dude. Ex-Lakers. They could have Thomas Bryant and D'Angelo Russell. I really hope that we don't end up being these. this decade ends up being that history in the Lakers where you're like, Oh yeah, remember when the Lakers could have been really good, but they just we just were just not willing to stick. The, yeah, gave away all the guys that you shouldn't have, like yeah. the Orlando Magic. Yeah, the Orlando Magic, <laughs> man that that would be interesting if all of a sudden uh, you have an All Star year where you have Julius Randle, uh, D'Angelo Russell, and say Brandon Ingram gets traded. Brandon Ingram's yeah. in there. Thomas oh. Bryan is oh. in there. Oh. So so this is the question now for the Washington Wizards. Do you think? They can continue this tear they're on right now and make it to the eighth seed. They're they're climbing man, their way up. They are, and it's looking likely, man. So oh, they're man. two games out of the eighth seed right now. Oh. Eight seed is being held by the Miami Heat at twenty two and twenty four. Wizards are twenty and twenty six. Not it's too far likely. off. It's likely that they man. can at least get to that point where they're fighting, going back and forth with the Miami Heat, um, yeah. especially. I mean, the Heat are missing Goran Dragic right now. They don't. They they don't really have like a true point guard running there. Um, Hassan Whiteside right. is in and out of the lineup with injuries. <laughs> that dude's the most inconsistent player I've ever seen. Yeah, I can't believe it. Um, <laughs> One game I, he gets like five points, three rebounds. And the next he gets like twenty twenty. Yeah, and the other day his finger hurts or something. His finger you know? hurts. Yeah, <laughs> he missed one game. Interesting though, but. Hey, I mean, I think it's very likely. I don't think it's a hot take to say the Wizards can get that eight seed. Man, this is this is pretty awesome, man. I respect this 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 tough play by this yeah. team, just like not giving up, you know. Just like the Brooklyn yeah. Nets, I like both exactly. these teams right now. How about sinking teams? These teams fought and they fought hard, but man, reality slaps you in the face pretty <laughs> hard sometimes. And the Memphis Grizzlies, still another sinking team for us, falling to the 14th seed, losing seven straight. Uh, they're not even coming close. And like I yeah. said, we said earlier, there's no silver lining for them. Dylan Brooks is gone for the year. Mike Conley, Marcus All, they're healthy. They're there. Jaron Jackson Jr., he's there. Chandler Parsons, well, he's there. Kind of just he's there, <laughs> but you don't want to play him, <laughs> you or you can't play, play him. him. Yeah, and yeah, this team just can't figure out their offense. They have no offense. They struggle yeah. to score a hundred points night in, night out, which should not be very difficult in today's NBA. But their team is just constructed in a way where they they're just not with the trend at all. Yeah, yeah they just Ex- don't have the personnel. Now they're exactly. the fourteenth seed in the West. Yeah, and they relied so much on their defense to start the year, and that that has just fallen off the second half, as we highlighted earlier. Uh, so if you can't rely on that, you definitely can't rely on offense. So mm-hmm. this right. is your free fall. What about mm-hmm. the Dallas Mavericks, who just lost four of the last five, fall into the 13th seed, well below 500. Looked like they were clawing their way there, but looks like that might be out of reach now. 26, 21, and 26, unless they are they make a trade here for uh, the Memphis duo. Um, oh, well, I mean, if they didn't want Dennis Smith Jr., they definitely don't want Mike Conley there to take anything away from Luca. And they have true. DeAndre Jordan down low. I mean, unless unless yeah. they're ready to do a straight up swap, maybe yeah. But in in Dallas's defense, their last stretch was pretty tough. They lost to the Spurs, Pacers, Bucks, and Warriors. Those are all very quality teams to lose to. But you got to get some of those games if you're going to compete in the Western Conference. And they're they're not going to win those. Then they're just going to fall like they have. Yeah. You just got to do what you got to do. And it is what it is. You got to play tough teams in the Western Conference. Um, Man, I don't think. I think it's done. I think yeah. it, I mean, we're these, done These two teams it. fooled us for a while. But I, I feel like we knew deep down that they weren't really going to go anywhere. Yeah. How about the best performance of the week? You got Clay Thompson. Of course, you got to highlight Clay. Every time there's a there's a guard, uh, a middle tier to top tier guard that plays the Lakers, they just light it up. <laughs> Lakers are Every- so good at making stars look like superstars. Just the the guard play, we just cannot guard the pick and roll at all. And obviously, the Warriors, the absolute masters at it. Clay Thompson just lights it up. It's kind of crazy watching this game because. It's sort of like the Warriors were just kind of like napping, waking up from a nap, and at <laughs> halftime they're just like, "All right, let's just end this game already." And 
Klay Thompson went off 17 for 20, 10 for 11 from three for 44 points in that win against the Lakers. Of course, he made 10 straight threes before missing his 11th, tying an NBA record with that performance. Yeah, with Chandler Parsons and Ty Lawson. With Chandler Parsons (laughs) and Ty Lawson, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we talk a lot of trash here about the Lakers because we we like them, but we, we realize how many weaknesses they have, but... There are a few bright spots that we have to mention every once in a while to keep ourselves sane, and that's with this best performance of the week. Evita Zubach. Zublaka. Zublaka, blaka. <laughs> with this crazy good performance, 12 for 14 shooting, 26 points, 12 rebounds off the bench, and that overtime win over the Thunder earlier in this week. Um, and he scored 17 or more in the last three games, so I guess the question for you, Alan, is, is this man for real? Is he going to be the future center of the LA Lakers? Man, this, I don't know what to think about Zubak. <laughs> um, two years ago, I would say, I would say he is headed for a breakout. Then all of a sudden, last year, the man struggled to even get a minute of playing time. <laughs> yeah. This year, it looked like it was going to be the exact same thing. JaVel McGee goes down. He quits up a score of good performances. Then we don't see him. And now we're seeing him again. Um, so historically, I want to say no, but. I want to say yes, and I'm wow. going to say yes. Oh. Um, I think I think there is a chance. I think there's a bright spot here. Um, it could be wishful thinking, could be full a fool's opinion, possibly. Um, but I think I think I think there's a chance that Zubak is breaking out. Not to be wow. 26 points, but I think he could be a 15 and 10 guy here. Yeah, double double machine, perhaps very efficient. Every time so. he puts the ball up, it's within two feet of the basket, so you know you're going to get quality shots. Yeah, it's just up to Luke Walton and figuring out. There's just got to be some consistency with the health here with the Lakers and so they can establish a consistent rotation because they just mm-hmm. have not been able to do that the last couple, the last two months. Right. Yeah, what about this man? I'll, I'll mention him because I feel like I should Buddy be the Heel, one to man. mention him. He deserves some credit right now. Buddy Healed. 13 for 22 shooting, 7 of 9 from three-pointer for 35 points and 9 rebounds, including a game-winning, ridiculous three-pointer at the buzzer to beat the Pistons. That was a shot. What that a was shot. The most, that was a terrible shot. <laughs> but it somehow went in, and so he get, he'll, he gets all due credit, you know? Like, that was yeah. an amazing game by him. He is the reason they won that game, so I, I got to give him that credit. He's a good reason this team is even in the conversation of yeah. fighting for an no, eight he's, seed. He's been playing quite a role for them. He's if been he playing was, really well. If he was in the Eastern Conference, I mean, he's on the verge right there of talking about potentially being an all-star. Maybe. Uh, I, I don't so. think he's there yet. I don't think I'm he's the, there yet. Unfortunately, but in the Western Conference. Yeah, he's not in the West. He's not even thought of. No, he's not. But, I mean, he's having a great season, and I think he's probably going to get better next year. And I think the Sacramento team is something to be excited about. We'll see. I just, it's hard for me to buy into these young Sacramento guys. It's they're still good. like they're, they are playing good, but it's hard for me to buy into like their long term, just like being good. I don't know why. Like I just, I, th- I just don't the see the star power. <laughs> it might be the Jersey, but it's just, it's hard for me to like believe that they are for real. They're for real, but I do think they're still missing more. Like, I don't think it's going to just take Right, like, they can't just keep this core together and expect to make the playoffs. I I just don't see it. I don't. No, I'll agree with you on that. Yeah, I think their ceiling for this core will probably be 8th or 7th seed if all things go well for them. But I think they still need one more piece, um, and I don't think that's on the roster. Right. It just seems to me like everything's going really well for them this year for some reason. Like, I feel like they're just getting lucky. We'll but see. We'll see. Maybe we'll see. a trade goes down. Um, how about John Collins? 14 for 16, 4 for 4 from 3. Career high, 35 points, 8 rebounds in a win against the Chicago Bulls. John Collins, man, this guy coming out. He's a real deal. Yeah, second-year player. I mean, we saw good flashes from him last year. He had a solid rookie season, but he's elevated it to a whole new level this year. Out of yeah. nowhere, coming off that injury that kept him out a month to start the season. And he just came out swinging, and he hasn't stopped since. He's yeah. able to shoot the three. He's really efficient. Um, he's he's the prototypical NBA big that you want in the league right now. Exactly. He's an athlete. Um, and Jahil Okafor, the former number two pick, kind of forgot that he was on an NBA team. <laughs> I, until... did, I did not remember <laughs> he was on the Pelicans. 
Yeah, I forgot about it as well. Then I remembered us talking about it um, a couple months ago, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. He is there. But he's going 9 for 11, 20 points, 10 rebounds, 2 blocks in his first start for injured Anthony Davis to heal Okafor. Um, flexing a little bit here, I'm sure he is. Uh, but ultimately, man, hopefully he gets an opportunity somewhere else to do this because I don't. I think he's going to go back to the bench as soon as Anthony Davis comes back. Oh, totally. I mean, it's a logjam backcourt between Davis, Miritich, and Randall. Uh, between those yeah. three guys, they're they're pretty set with big men. But this is great for Jaleel because he's showing that he can play, you know? Mm-hmm. And this, this is great for him to get a contract next year with someone else that needs a big man. And they see what he's done in the limited amount of time that he's had to play, and he's really making the most of it. So that's all you have to do to kickstart your NBA career, man, is, is just make the most of your opportunities. Yeah, he, this is – I don't think he'll be a 20-average point guy, but at least he's showing he can play. He can put the ball in the hole and, and defend, which is more mm-hmm. than he was able to show a couple of years ago. Right, yeah, and he had six blocks along with his double-double tonight. And that was exactly. pretty awesome. Yeah. How about worst performance of the week? These are always my favorite ones. Dirk <laughs> Nowitzki. Uh, hate to hate to throw a legend in here, but I mean, when you're still on an NBA roster at 40 years old, you know this is where you're going to find yourself. <laughs> 10 minutes, 0 for 5, 0 for 5 from 3-point, 1 rebound, 1 block in that loss against the, the Pacers. Yeah, and this isn't so much of a, wow, you really lost this for your team, but uh, man, you really just aren't doing anything for your team anymore. Like these yeah. minutes, these minutes that you're getting are just legacy minutes. Like, thanks. Thanks for being you for so long. Here's some minutes, like just so you continue your NBA career. It's, it's kind of just sad to watch him like struggle so much, you know, cause this is the guy you like, this is not the Dirk Nowitzki, you know? Yeah. Especially just one rebound to be a seven footer and only get one rebound. Right. You're just time to join the big three, Dirk. Join the big three. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> How about Harry Giles? 16 minutes, 0 for 3, 1 for 4 to to put together a stat line of 1, 4, and 4, and 4 turnovers. It's <laughs> and a trio he of fours. <laughs> In 16 minutes, fouled out. In 16 out. minutes, yeah. Wow. And, and it's against yeah, the Hornets. Against the Hornets, who blew out the Kings in this game. Um, yeah, Harry Giles is a guy who shows immense talent, but doesn't know how to use it at all. Yeah, that's see, this is that's why I think this is a guy that you need to see what you can get if you're Sacramento. Test it out a little bit, package him up, maybe get get Gasol on your team, see what happens. <laughs> yeah, and this this is my favorite one right here, good old Rodney Magruder. It's about time he made it onto this list. <laughs> Let's run through this stat line: fifteen minutes, zero of six shooting for zero points, three rebounds, an assist, and a turnover. In a, in a game that the Heat won over the Bulls. <laughs> but this speaks to a, a larger picture of what Rodney Magruder's season has become. And I know Allen is just dying inside having to hear <laughs> this right now. But, man, he is a DNP coach's decision tonight against the Clippers. He played 15 minutes in this game that he had a bad performance, 8 minutes the game after that, and now he's been relegated to not even playing at all for <laughs> no reason. His month-to-month point per game has spoken to this, too. He started off the year hot, 14.3 points per game, getting lots of minutes. But since then, 11.1 points in November, 8.2 per game in December, and 4.4 in January. Wow, you really did your research to break down the legend of (laughs) Ronnie Magruder. (laughs) (laughs) I knew he wasn't any good. I I knew it. I knew he was going to make some noise, but I'm a little bit saddened to see my belief in a player just kind of, you know, you know, sometimes reality just slaps pretty hard and that this is kind of what's happening right now. I can't believe Dion Waiters is coming back and he's taking Ronnie Magruder's minutes right now. Yep, as he should, because Dion Waiters is much better than Rodney Magruder. Dwayne Wade is much better than Rodney Magruder. There's was, no reason this man should have been getting so many minutes other than that they had a lot of injuries. I will still, though, just hold that image of you being like, man, I can't believe you were right about <laughs> Rodney Magruder. Yeah, the start of the season, man, that was crazy. He's getting like over 30 minutes a game. Like, yeah, and he, was, and he was putting shots in the hole, man. He was doing it. Well, it wasn't winning very many games for the Heat. I'll say that no, much. It's true, but he was a starter for an NBA team nonetheless. Uh, a guy yeah. that you 
compared to Kobe Simmons. <laughs> no, I, I stand by it. <laughs> all right, all right. But uh, I'm sorry so I had to, to do that to you. <laughs> it is what it is, you know. There you win some, you lose some. Some of them you half win and then you half lose. Yeah, I guess. All right. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, and then to close the podcast up, I just wanted to, you know, Sean, so you brought the reminder of um, um, Patrick McCall last time. So yes. I wanted to also do a rewind here. Remember when Tristan Thompson to start the year said <laughs> that the East still has to go through them, oh, them being the Cleveland Cavaliers <laughs> oh, at a practice? Uh, yeah. Marquise Morris had a couple laughing emojis thrown at him. <laughs> uh, a couple guys just chuckled it off. But nonetheless, Tristan Thompson's not even on the floor and the East, <laughs> the real thing is the East hasn't had to go through a team as bad as them <laughs> since the 2015 76ers who only won 12% of their games to finish their year with 10 wins. wins. The Cavs oh. currently have nine wins with 33 teams to go. So the question is, could they ultimately be <laughs> held winless for the rest of this year and end up t- being the worst team in the decade. I cannot imagine that happening. Can you imagine that losing streak, dude? 40 game losing streak, dude? That would be Oh man, that had that would have to be some sort of record. True. The question though is is it possible? So Tristan Thompson's out. <laughs> Kevin Love no Everyone's sign. Out. Larry Nance Jr is out as well. Yeah. Ronnie Hood is either out or in. Doesn't no matter. one knows. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Seti Osman's there. Now we know that much. Yeah, Auntie Zizek is putting uh, some good numbers, but obviously he's not going to win you any games. So your most consistent forces are Colin Sexton, 19 years old, uh, Jordan Clarkson, yeah. uh, one of the most inconsistent shooters. <laughs> uh, and that's really it. I guess Alec Burks is there sometimes. Yeah. Well, uh, I will say this, though. They do have David Waba coming back soon. Oh, yeah. Also yep, the he's there. Days. He's going to make the difference, man. He's going to get them to 13 wins this year. I can feel it. <laughs> so, eyes on the Cavaliers. Right now, <laughs> right now they have an 18% winning percentage. Could they possibly get down to 12, maybe 13? It's team to be determined. We shall see. <laughs> wow, that'll be really exciting to watch. <laughs> yeah, well, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. This is the NBA Second Stringers Podcast. Don't forget to check us out week in and week out. Thanks, everybody. Have a good week, everyone. <laughs>